Well, good afternoon, everybody. Dennis Fithian, podcast number 51. Yeah, ready to get things underway. Got an interview coming up. Talk with uh, Dan Wetzel, the Yahoo Sports columnist. Just got done watching the Tigers taping this on uh, Tuesday night. Watch the Tigers get a 4-3 victory over the Kansas City Royals to move to 3-2 and two on the year. So this is the way... That the season has looked. They started out miserably on on Friday. They bounced back with the two nice, dramatic wins in Cincinnati over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. You know, they uh, they come back Monday and they get the early lead on Kansas City, but then the bullpen blows it. But tonight, you know, the Tigers, uh, they put up four runs in the third inning. The, the Royals got three in the top half of the inning, but the Tigers come back, get a couple uh, solo home runs. The Tigers this year, they're getting a lot of home runs, something that they uh, were terrible at last year. And here they are through uh, five games, blasting the ball. And it's been uh, C.J. Crone and their other addition that they made for a one-year deal. Jonathan Scope, he hit a blast to center field. And... That brought the the Tigers and got them within two. And then another two-run home run from uh, Christian Stewart, his first hit of the year. And the Tigers went up 4-3. And the bullpen, you know, did it all after that. And it was uh, impressive uh, pitching from the bullpen. Because Ronnie Garcia came in, went three innings. Tyler Alexander, two. Cisnero. And then Greg Soto was impressive uh, from what, he was able to do out there, blowing two away. Buck Farmer, Joe Jimenez. I mean, look at that. Garcia, three innings. Alexander, two. Cisnero, one. Soto, one. Farmer, one. And Jimenez picking up the save for his third of the year. So, hey, Tigers uh, win it four to three. All right, let's get to Dan Wetzel, the Yahoo Sports columnist. I was working today on the radio in Ann Arbor. Back at Sports Talk 1050 WTKA, my co-host was Matt Leach, and we brought in uh, Wetzel, who also does a college football pod. And today the big story with the Marlins outbreak in Major League Baseball and Michigan State and Rutgers shutting things down uh, for two weeks because of some positive COVID tests. Just started asking Dan about just where we are with all of this uh, stuff, sports, starting up this week. I think this is just what we're going into this fall. It's just complete uncertainty almost day by day. Um, the sports that are going to operate outside a bubble are, uh, yeah, I mean, just completely unpredictable whether it's going to work or not. It's going to be hard enough inside the bubble, but the NBA and the NHL, I just think, have a much better chance of controlling everything. And so at any time, there can and probably will be a breakout of, of the virus on just about every team. And so how do you handle it? What's the, pro, what's the protocol? How do you contain it as best you can? How many positives require a, a shutdown? What, what happens with positive, you know, what happens with postponements? How in the world do you make this work if you can make it work? And that's going to be the question for MLB. I mean, they made it four days. <laughs> and that was it. And it's going to be the issue for college football in the NFL. Um, I think we should have known when the Canadian government looked at the baseball plan and said, you know, heck no, we'll throw Toronto out. 
throw the Blue Jays out before we, we allow this. But then they looked at the NHL plan and said, yeah, we're good with that. You can bring in all 24 teams, and we're happy to host it for, for two months. And I think that's, the, that's how different it is if you have a bubble and if you don't. Um, I think, that, you know, you're going to see it in the Canadian government. It's not like the Canadian government was like, no, we don't want any sports. They just want a really good plan. And baseball doesn't, doesn't fit that for them, and so far it doesn't look good. And I don't know how the baseball plan differs from the NFL one very much. And no one really knows what college football's plan is because there really isn't one. Yeah, Dan, with uh, a lot of unpredictability, a lot of unknown, um, you know, we're trying to uh, piece together, uh, you know, what we can of these seasons or what we can of these games. You know, one thing I saw you tweet out uh, a little while ago about uh, Iowa State announcing that uh, in terms of replacing that canceled Iowa game for this upcoming season with the Big Ten not playing any uh, out-of-conference games, they replaced them with Ball State. Can you see a scenario where, you know, some places around the country, just looking at college football in particular, where some places around the country end up playing and some places don't? Yeah, I mean, I think with a lot of this, it's a will, where there's a will, there's a way. Um I certainly think that's the case with the NFL, which can keep bringing in more and more players. I don't know that it can be there's necessarily a way with college football because you just have a limited roster and you can't just keep adding players in the middle of the season, obviously. Um, The Big 12, to me, has been more aggressive than any other at trying to get all 12 games in. But at the same time, I mean, they allowed their leagues – they allowed teams, uh, and the NCAA is going to allow this, to move up to basically what is week zero so you can play games uh, as early as August 29th and spread out games. So Oklahoma did that, and now they have three non-conference games. They have like a game, a week off, a game, a week off, and a game uh, to try to spread it out. Uh, so, I, you know, I think you're going to have different things. You see that Iowa State's trying to fill out the schedule, not retreating. Big Ten is saying, heck, we're just going to do conference games. I think in the end, everyone's going to end up with a kind of a conference only policy and try to spread them out. If I was the, if I was the Big Ten, I'd start with that week zero on August 29th and hope to get eight or nine games in by Thanksgiving and crown a champion and, and call it a day. Forget the bowls and all that unless we're in a much better situation in, in November and hopefully we are. But to me, if I, I was doing it, I, my plan would be, Let's try to play eight conference games, nine conference games between now and, and November. I wouldn't even schedule them out. I would maybe schedule a couple weeks. And if things are going well, keep playing them. If someone's got to get put on the shelf for two weeks, maybe you can make up those games later. Try to shuffle it all around and do the best you can to get the most similar season to what we're, we normally get as possible. But I would just... I think it's a little naive or, or a little overly ambitious to sit there and say, hey, uh, we need all 12 games, and thank God we got Ball State coming into Ames. You know, like I would, I would try to protect what you can and, uh, and spread it out a little bit. Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports with us here on WTKA. For what it's worth, and probably not a whole lot, Mark Emmert, the NCAA president, said today he's very concerned about the status of fall sports and he did mention a shortened schedule might make sense and again i don't i don't know what it's worth for him but you know to me if if it's just and 
if we're just looking at the integrity of a season for the Big Ten and they, they push all those Big Ten East games up, it, it's six games. And it, they have now, if they started week zero, that's really 14 weeks. Maybe you could put a bye week in between each game. Maybe you could put even the ability to put a, a second one in there. But I know you mentioned eight games. I just think at the bare minimum, and the bare minimum might, might not be, they might not get the next week. But if they can play six games over 14 weeks, that's a that's a lot of spots where you can move things around. I know flexibility is that that key word that Kevin Warren used, but Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, used. But it certainly does give you a lot of flexibility, at least. It's not a great plan, but um, it it does seem, you know, with the bare minimum of six games, that you know the a, a, a slight possibility that that could happen. Right, six games, and then uh, and then try to play a conference championship, right? And that's your, yeah, uh, you know, and and you can adjust as it goes. If things are going great, you get your six games in, and and you're sitting there on, you know, you're in late October, and you're going, hey, this is working. Then start adding some crossover games. Like, you, you don't, you know, we'll see what fans earn, but, you know, when you're trying to fill 110,000 seats, you need to know we're playing on October 4th. We're playing on November 13th or whatever the dates are. And even then, they don't give you the time of the game until three weeks out. So, and obviously, there's a big difference between a noon kick and an 8 p.m. In, in trying to schedule. I don't know that you even have to schedule the games out more than three weeks. And just sit there, you know, a couple weeks and just be like, hey, you're going to start, you're going to play Purdue, and then you'll play, uh, you know, if you're Michigan State, let's play, you know, you play an Indy, uh, you know, uh, uh, Penn State, and then you play Michigan State or whatever. And this is a setup, and we don't know who you're playing in late September because we don't know who's going to be healthy. And then if, if one team has a big outbreak and has to shut it down, um, you might, you may get, you may get sit back. I just think you need to have a lot of holes in the schedule to fill it in and try to go. Uh, and and get as much as you possibly can. I think. I mean, it, look, it's. I, <laughs> I love college football. You guys love college football. Everyone listening here. I mean, it, it's painful to like lose a season of college football. We want the full boat. We want all the. But understanding where we're at, I feel a lot better if I if you sat there and said, "Hey, look, we're going to get seven, eight games in and crown a Big Ten champion and SEC champion, all that." Then we're going to try this thing that just is going to fall apart like a Jenga tower, right? I mean, like at this point, you kind of take it because I just don't know how you can expect not, uh, teams not to have outbreaks. Miami, the Miami Marlins made it one weekend. And I know it's a different situation, but, you know, you look at Lou Williams, the NBA, he gets out on, you know, gets out for an excused absence of the bubble and he, he immediately goes to a place he shouldn't be. Are we going to count on all of these college kids to be – Hyper vigilant, and can they be? If you're living in dorms or you live in apartment complexes, like you know, if you're 20 years old, going over to a, the, the kid down the hall dorm and playing video games with six other people and get pizza is just that's just Tuesday, right? That's not like a party, <laughs> but that's probably not really good behavior. But are you can expect these kids to just live in their dorm in isolation for three, four months. Is that even right? Is that what they signed up for? It just seems so unlikely that you can make it through. So you almost have to just play the odds that, look, everyone's going to get, at some point, everyone's going to get hit. How do we get as much as we can? And that's why I thought the Big Ten and the Pac-12 just saying, hey, we're not even going to try this non-conference thing. Um, I didn't have a problem with it. Now, you could have held out another week 
and and worked on it behind the scenes. But I, I think you just made the inevitable choice early, and and it's ruined again. And we're going to miss. You know, you want those fun non-conference games. We're not getting them. There's a, in a lot of states, you have you know your traditional rivals, a non-conference. You know, Florida, Florida State, or things like that. You're not going to get those. That's you know almost hard to fathom. Maybe they can work out a system there. I don't know, but. Uh, I just want something, and and to me, I think you just have to kind of retreat a little bit and go go with what you can you can possibly pull off. Yeah, I'm with you, Dan. Sign me up for six games right now, and then give me a, a Big Ten championship game, and I would take that. I would take that today. Like I said, sign me up for it. Thanks to Dan Wetzel from Yahoo Sports. Coming up, we we'll talked with uh, an old friend on Thursday. Now, if you're listening to this on Tuesday night, it means you're a subscriber. Thumbs up to you. If you subscribe, you get to hear these on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday night. If not, you know, I, I put them out there on social media on the following days. So you get Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And Saturday. That's just how it works. So, thanks for listening anyway you're getting it. I appreciate that. Go out and rate it. Subscribe it. Do all those kind of things. All right, take care. Thanks for listening, and I will talk with you on podcast number 52.